For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke of WindowsComing.net, Cheryl Wassenaar of Cultures.com, talk all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, genre fiction, but this week it's all Game of Thrones because, oh my god, Cheryl, lots happening. Yeah, uh, I hope you guys can't see how tired we are, uh, because <laughs> there's, uh, because we're running on adrenaline and it's great. Uh, so many things. It's a ton. So many things. And everybody who's watching, hey Julie, Sue, Tommy, Rebecca, good to see you all, Jacqueline. Okay. So, if you've mentioned the Game of Thrones sphere recently, you know we're two weeks out from the premiere of the final season ever. Um, and HBO's been releasing teasers, promos, new footage, footage that they just made for the hell of it. It's not going to be in the actual show. A new poster. We're going to watch it all, we're going to look at it all, and we're going to talk about it all. I want to hear your opinions, I want to hear your takes, and we're going to talk about it and find out how we feel about this. Okay, first way things first, let's roll the... Um, aftermath teaser that HBO dropped, I think just yesterday. It's yes. been a whirlwind. I need the whole bottle of this. Like, Game of Thrones is attempting to snatch our wig. Speaking of what this bottle is, it is 
Brewery Amagong's new uh, For the Throne. It's a Belgian ale co-fermented with Pinot Grigio and uh, grape juice. And it's pretty funky. I'm into it. It's pretty good. I like it. Julie says this is so chilling. And Colette says, what's up with the feather? We're going to talk about it. Okay. Symbolism. Let's discuss this a bit. Okay. So, new teaser. The watchword is freaking dark, Cheryl. Oh, my God. Wig snatched. I mean, wig snatched and also... My hairline is done for. Bowels vacated because that was (laughs) a... I mean, look, it's, it's, it's terrifying. That's Winterfell after a horrible battle. And, you know, all of these symbols of characters we know are on the ground. The implication being everyone's dead. Like, that's, you know, it's going dark, which it should. Yes. It's a scary, scary teaser. Colette, it's okay. Really quick. We got Longclaw. Jon Snow's dead. We got Jamie's Golden Hand. Jamie's dead. We got Needle. Arya's dead. Uh, Daenerys' chain. Daenerys' chain, which is on, we just noticed, Daenerys' chain on that teaser is on a broken wheel. Get it? Break the wheel. Hilarious. (laughs) There's time for a visual pun. Um, in this, uh, in the midst of trying to kill us all, incredibly dark teaser. Um, it's and snatched. okay, oh, Tyrion's hand of the queen pin was in there. I saw that. Yes. Nothing from Cersei or the Greyjoys. What if there's like a wine glass just like uh, in the snow somewhere? I mean, yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, like the wine is like spilled out onto the snow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks like blood. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. Uh, so, uh, for the person who's asking, what is the point of the feather is? Okay. We have talked about this before. We have. This Colette. is also... Hi, Colette. It's for you, Colette. Um, we have talked about this before. Uh, the feather actually shows up on Sansa's yeah. costume. So, the going theory is that it is meant to represent Sansa. Yeah, the way everybody else has a thing that represents them, like Bran's wheelchair is broken. Right. And the fact that it's Sansa's feather falling onto Bran's wheelchair. Oh. I didn't notice that. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, um, Robert Baratheon put that feather in Lyanna, statu- Lyanna Stark's statue way back in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Sansa found it in yes. the fifth season, and then she does wear it on her yes. wrist. It's not. It, 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 I'll, I'll say this: it is like the vaguest symbol because it's not really associated with Sansa in the way like mm-hmm. needle is with Arya or whatever. Right. But you got to have something. Exactly. <laughs> you have, like. It- I don't yeah. know, a strand of red hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work. Sansa doesn't have the kind of same iconic items aside from like yeah. the circle chain that she has now. Even that doesn't really mean anything but for her. But it doesn't mean it's anything like, for her, whereas this is like a connection to her family. Sure. And it looks really nice when it kind of flutters to the to the ground right above Bran's broken that wheelchair. That feather has had like a career of its own these Seriously, past few it needs its own credit. <laughs> it's the star of the first teaser, the Crypts of Winterfell thing. And now it's appearing here. It's, a, it's an awesome feather. Yeah. Not since Forrest Gump has a feather pulled that much focus. It's true. Okay. Doing work. Exactly. So anyway, the tone, incredibly dark, incredibly <laughs> scary. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Oh, man. Like, it's a bold strategy to basically go, we're going to kill everyone you love. Oh, it's good. I, I, I do like that they're going there. I, like, they're playing... I mean, they're playing coy because this this is the teaser that was shot exclusively just to be a teaser for the hell of it, as far as we know. Um, and uh, it's so it's basically playing coy as much as you can play coy with the idea that we're going to kill everyone. Which I mean, they're probably they're not. I, I don't think they are. But yeah. it's it's fun that they're going to go there for the teaser. Yeah. Christian, by the way, says uh, I'm I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Yeah, you were under the weather last week, but you're back. Yeah, Conrad. 
but I'm and, back. Uh, Ismail says, I can't believe 11 days until the wait is over. I know, Ismail. It's nuts. Right. By the way, this knife, if you're wondering, is a dragon glass dagger that's made of plastic that was given to me by AT&T and HBO as an invitation to um, an event they're having tonight in Chicago. Looking forward to that. And um, if I see any whites or white walkers along the way on the subway, I can stab them. You're prepared. Exactly. The red line does get a little weird. So you're good. It does. If I go, if I come back at like 10 o'clock at night, it might go a little longer. We'll see. Okay. Let's see if anybody else has any thoughts on that scene. Donna says, this scene's Winterfell, so no wine glass, which makes sense. You know, so yeah. this is not going to be a Winterfell. And I mean, like, you could go crazy with that, right? You could say, why wasn't Davos' bag of finger bones in the snow? And say, like, maybe he's not there. But I mean, you know, you, yeah. have, you have to cut it off somewhere. Yeah. Just be like, it's just a teaser. It's fine. And Julie says, it scares me. Where are our heroes? I know. It scares me, too. <sighs> but I, I do enjoy the cojones of yes. um, kind of, a, you know, teasing that the characters we've invested so much in over these past three years are going to die brutally. Uh, there were some less horrible teases they gave us. They released two promos with actual footage from the show. If you're wondering, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks this, but the, the, the teaser footage isn't footage from the show. It's right. just something they filmed for, you know, the purpose of advertising us, which I actually like a lot. I kind of wish they would only do that and not release any footage from the advanced season. I think it's more fun that way mm. because, you know, why not go in unspoiled? Okay, so let's watch the promos. And uh, Nicola mentions that Maisie Williams, her April Fool's was fantastic. Did you happen to see that, by the way? I did. That was good, was right? Great. She goes on Jimmy Kimmel and like does a really convincing job of acting like she let a spoiler about Arya's death slip, and then it's April Fool's. That was very Just funny. Just kidding. All right. That kid's going places. She is. Okay, let's let roll the other two promos that actually have footage yes. from the show itself. Roll on. We must fight together now, or die. Our enemy doesn't tire, doesn't stop. They're coming. Promo number one. Do you have number two, Richard, by the way? I do. Great. Okay. Reactions to that? Uh, okay. Um, one big thing that kind of sticks out to me is this is the one where Tyrion needs to talk. Yes. Um, he has not talked as far as I can remember. He has like, not. He's maybe once or twice. Like The fact that he is the one that speaks first is important, I think. Hmm. Um, it's always important to note who talks. Okay. Um. And, uh, yeah, there's new footage. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, like, it's, it's, it's cool to also notice, like, they're reusing some shots. Um, but they're also just sprinkling in some new ones here and there. Yeah, there were some older appetites. ones, but there were enough new ones to get us interested. Yes. The one that stood out to me, the one I think we have to talk about gently, or at least briefly, is... It's good Belgian style. Ew. Um, is Daenerys wearing a pretty sick straight braid down the back of her head in front of a fireplace. It looks a lot like it's on Dragonstone. Yeah. Uh, the fans at our free folk, uh, the subreddit have, uh, done the research. They have like, there's this like specific part that like curves 
in the yeah. shot and they've like matched it to a shot of her on Dragonstone. Ah, I love them. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty, it's believed that that is her on Dragonstone, uh, which makes sense. It's a it good, totally does. It's a good retreat. Oh yeah. Like if this is, this is not a spoiler, this is just speculation. I am betting because we know the battle of is episode three. We know white walkers versus the living episode three. There's three episodes left. There's no way our heroes win that. It's going to be a defeat. And it's going to be death-filled and dramatic. And it's going to be just wrenching to watch. And I'm going to love it. But um, it makes sense to me that they would retreat south after that. And, you know, we know the White Walkers can't swim. Where better to hide than on an island? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it, it makes <laughs> sense to go there for a lot of reasons. It's a stronghold in its own right for any other attempted assaults, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. The whole island thing really gives it some gives it some help there, uh, but yeah, it it that's basically the thought that, and the hairstyle is dope, by the way. It really is. Um, it's big and kind of clunky, but it's also very drawn back and serious. And like, Daenerys wears her hair long and loose frequently, so for her to go full drawn back, that's Daenerys in business mode. Um, at Con of Thrones this year, I'm looking forward. Two cosplayers out there, 2019 Con of Thrones National. I want to see that hairstyle. Oh yeah, <laughs> good luck to you. Um, the other shot I want to talk about is Nicholas says uh, John is most definitely walking toward that dragon to ride it. Uh, Woo hoo! And I agree. Uh, there's a shot of like Varys and Tyrion and Davos looking up with kind of their mouths catching flies mode, going like, uh. like and it's daytime. That can't be just a normal dragon because I've seen that. It can't be the Night King, because they don't look like, really terrified enough. My bet is that's John on a dragon. They're going like, what the hell? <laughs> Wait a second. He's just supposed to be some bastard. <laughs> uh, surprise. It's my bet. Again, yeah. this is not for a certainty, but that is my good bet. Nicola, I agree with you. All into that. Okay, any other thoughts from that teaser? Because we had another one to do. Yeah, there's more. Oh my god, there's The watchword is more today. Yeah. Okay, roll the next promo. Think back to where we started. Now it's just us. We need to end this war. This goes beyond loyalty. This is about survival. God's good. God's good stuff. <laughs> I don't have more hair. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. Let us attempt to focus on some key shots there. Because really, there are only like three new shots in that thing. I know, and we're still <laughs> and shaking. it's more than enough. <laughs> and we're still shook. We're easy to please. Um, so I think my favorite of the new shots is John blowing the candle out. Really? Go ahead. Tell me why. Uh, once again, the people at Our Free Folk mm -hmm. have noticed that the thing behind him is Ned Stark's statue. As he always. is in the crypts. <laughs> Sean Bean, you should get... You should, get a, you should get, like, a credit for these seasons. I know. I feel like you're still here. Get some royalties, man. Yeah. Um, but I like it for a couple reasons, uh, mostly symbolic. 
but also like the fact that again it's kind of this question of heritage of tying mm-hmm. back right we were kind of talking about this on our episode of wick club this week um wick club. Uh, and the whole idea that you know the the light aka humanity oh might very well be snuffed out oh i love it i know right it's great um and it's john snow doing the snuffing and you know he's he's with fire for once but still in this very ice type areas fire and ice because he's a secret targaryen yeah yeah that's probably my favorite it's a very nice shot i'm looking forward to that I mean, Ned Stark, there seems to be like a cottage industry of scenes where Starks go to the crypts and they talk in front of the statue of Ned Stark. And it's like he never left because he's still influencing everybody. And I love that. Yeah. Um, Julie says she loves it all, of course. Tony says hi from Buffalo. Hi from Chicago. Um, Sue Brooks says goosebumps. Amy Dodd says hello. Hello. Okay, Nicola, here's a question for us. Is the shadow on Arya's face as she's running, is, is it a shadow on Arya's face as she's running or does it look like her face turns into a white walker. I don't think it does. I think she's just terrified. I'm looking forward to seeing that scene a lot because like, we talked about this before. Yeah. Like, Arya Stark raving terrified. That's that, that, that's a new a one. Stark I'm raving made. terrified. Right. It's very funny. I'm <laughs> hilarious. Um, can you confirm, Ash Chandra, because I'm a strong believer in this, that the feather connects both Lyanna and Sansa? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the feather connects Lyanna Stark. I think it connects to... Robert Baratheon, to Arya Stark, to Sansa Stark, kind of pretty much all the Starks, to Jon Snow too. Definitely Jon. Anybody in the Stark lineage, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it has a connection to. Yeah. It's literally on Sansa's person. Yeah, that's but, um, why. That's why we say it's Sansa's feather. Yeah. Sansa's feather. Um, because she wears it. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 all over the... Thank you. Sorry. It's just a window frame. Uh, it, it's... Uh, yeah. That's why we say Sansa's feather. Not okay. just because she wears a feather. It's that feather specifically. Okay. Uh, that's so weird. All right. We also have to talk about um, that shot of John and Arya in the Godswood. Oh, yeah. Back together again. Come on. Yeah. They last saw each other in episode two when Maisie Williams was like... 12. 12 or something. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, and I love that she is standing so starkly. Stark still. It, it, she, yeah. She's still a spook. It's awesome. It kind of is. Like she's, let's not forget, Arya Stark is, in some ways, I, I, and I mean this like more literally than metaphorically, kind of like a monster. Like she can literally skin a, ma- a person's face off, wear it, turn into that person. She has killed, I think, more than anybody else in, in, in the show. And this, that, that's saying a lot, frankly, because a lot of people murder a lot of people in the show. Um, she, she's, she's sort of a scary figure. Yeah. If, if, if you just like think about it, if you step back for a second. So I, I, I like when you said that she was kind of a, a spook. Like she kind of looks, I think in that scene, they'll be talking. Oh, yeah. What I like about it is that it looks like John's troubled. Like, I'm not sure what they're talking about. It's not, it's not like a happy reunion. And they've consistently done that. Mm-hmm. Like, they've wanted... Like, the, the fanish instinct is to want a happy reunion between these characters who haven't seen each other for a long time. And, who you know, we want them to hug and cry and talk it out. And they do that sometimes. But more often, we, we've had these complex things. Like, John and Sansa hugged it out at first. 
And then it quickly became this kind of complicated relationship where, yes, they're siblings, but they're also kind of business partners, and they're almost, there's somewhat rivalry in there, too, for the throne. Arya and Sansa, I, I don't love the way they did it entirely, but I do like that it wasn't just a love fest when they got back together. They do have issues they had to work out. I... I know we're all looking forward to John and I reuniting and just having it be beautiful, but th these people have gone through a ton. Like, I don't yeah. think it would, I don't expect, and I don't want it to just be tears all the time no. coming out. I mean, she's killed like upwards of a hundred people. I'm looking forward to the, yes. the, the form the relationship takes. Yeah, and I think it, it might, excuse me, in some ways be very similar to how we saw Sansa and Arya kind of reuniting in mm -hmm. season seven in that John's going to have some adjustments to do because Arya Stark's a spook. Like <laughs> she's creepy. She it's not just what she's capable of doing. It's the way she acts and behaves. And I know Maisie Williams has kind of talked about Arya finally gets to feel things again in season oh, eight. Be nice. But there's going to be some conflict there. Like the, sp the spook's, still gonna come out oh totally yeah i mean she still has a list of people she wants to kill not just she wants them dead she wants to kill them specifically herself i love it i i i, I love the, i love the idea for a storyline by the way the idea yeah. that she's been kind of deadened these years into like a murder machine and it's gonna it's gotta be like when you're when your hand's been asleep and then it kind of dethaws and it hurts all of a sudden because the blood's running back through it that's going to be Arya with her feelings coming back after all these years, pushing them down. That's beautiful. And being a merciless killer. It's beautiful, Dan. It's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to be great. And Maisie Williams, as we see, can act like I, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. She can, she'll <laughs> nail it. It'll be, we'll, she'll be fine. I'm excited about no, this. No. This might be Arya's season. Haven't they all be. been Arya's season in some way, shape, or form? I mean, she's always had... I don't know. I'm doing a, a slider now on Wick about like uh, rating the seasons and choosing MVP for each one. Mm. And um, I don't think so. Not yet. I don't think she's like been, oh yeah, she was the breakout one from this year. I think Jamie was season three with his getting hand chopped off and the bathtub conversation, all that stuff. Oh, the bathtub conversation. Oh, it's so good. The Ned favorite. season one, obviously, because mm. like that's when he is. I think Oberyn stole season four, frankly. He just, Walson here just took it. Yes. Um, I don't think Arya's ever quite taken it. Maybe it's this year. Maybe it's this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are so many things. Uh, okay. Any thoughts on that? Love to know it. Yes. But wait, okay. there's more. Julie thinks John's going to be shocked by the change in Arya. I wonder. Perhaps shocked. Yeah. Monster kills anyone. And Tommy says that she's an assassin for good. Yes, that's true. I'm, I'm not saying Arya is a, an evil person. I'm just saying that step you look at her from a, a certain kind of perspective like kind of perspective like that sansa saw her in last season mm -hmm. where you just stumble upon a bag of human faces you're gonna be freaked out that's that's a problem that's what we call a problem i mean at the least it's a story it's a right? and it's not the story you necessarily want to hear yeah um yeah no uh and i think they did a in some ways, they did a really good job of emphasizing how... In some ways, they did. ...freaking creepy. Like, Maisie Williams did an excellent job really in season seven, in particular. Like, the her facial expressions were all very unsettling in a lot of ways. And I think ooh. she did a really good job of stillness in there. Okay. You said, ooh, because you were looking at the screen. What? Uh, apparently, the red carpet was kicked off in NYC. <gasps> a lot's happening, you guys. Okay. It's happening. But okay. 
Last thing we're going to talk about before we go to song Dan and Josh is the new poster they've released, which is also gleefully <laughs> macabre. Okay, let's look at the new poster for Game of Thrones season eight. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, it is the corpses of our beloved characters arranged in the snow in a shape in the shape of the Iron Throne. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it so much. Once again, they went there. They god. went there. It's, it's horrifying. I know. It's you're just gonna, it, you know, you know what it is. Remember that poster in season six when they had like the characters on the wall of faces and they're all dead. Yeah, this, this is, is like worse. the good version of that. Yeah, the wall of like faces the, was kind the, of the, the entertaining not great. version. It, it was kind of lame. Like it's not really a big part of it, but this is so it's referencing the way the White Walkers kind of arrange corpses and bodies in the snow. Correct. The Iron Throne referencing obviously because we're all fighting for it, and it's you know. A lot of corpses and people we know, and just the faces of Arya and John and Sansa and Cersei and Jamie, everybody in there, and they're all dead. And I just, again, I love that they're going this dark for a show this popular. I think it's daring. I think it is just um, compelling. I think it just, it, 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 it gets a reaction from me, like a visceral, yeah. oh, I'm terrified reaction. I love it. I love that they're going there. Uh, my favorite... I don't know if this is actually my favorite thing, but one of the favorite things that they did with the promotion of this poster, they tweeted it out and they said, the great war was here as the caption. Oh, I didn't even see that. On Twitter. And it was like, snatched yet again. Like I am losing follicles as we speak. Um, It just, (laughs) woof. Um, a, a couple things. A, a couple things. Um, Melisandre's in that. She yes. is to the left, uh, about at the level of Game of Thrones, the GOT logo. And she hasn't seen anything so far. And she hasn't been seen in anything so far. Uh, the Night King is dead. Oh. <laughs> Even the Night King's gone. Your Even the Night King is dead. That's how dead they all are. That's how dead they all are. Um, which is funny because you would think they would spare him. Right. But nope. He's dead too, guys. Yeah, no, it's just. It's great. Uh, what did you notice in this poster, Dan? Uh, nothing. I think a close look at it. I, I, I love it. I think it works best as a um, an abstraction, as a kind <laughs> of a, a a magic eye thing. You stand back and appreciate the fullness of it. That's my opinion. Getting into it, I'm sure they're all there. I, I didn't even notice the Night King. I also love it because, frankly, and I can say this now, I thought the first poster they released was kind of crap. Yeah, like, not, that was not, not my not, favorite. Not crap, but just, I thought it was a little dorky. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, a Drogon hand puppet, where it's like, it's an Iron Throne, but there's some eyes on the bottom. It's like a trick. I don't like a gimmick in the poster. I just wanted to, like, say something up front. I mean... This new one does. I think this one's kind of <laughs> doofy. It's literally an Iron Throne made of corpses, Dan. Yeah, but it's clear. It's not like... You have to look at this one, and then you're like, ooh, I found Waldo. The eyes are at the bottom. I like the other one a lot better. I mean, yes. I will agree with you there, <laughs> but, like, they're both gimmicky. One was just better executed than the other. Fair enough. So, yeah. <sighs> oh, guys. Amy Dodd loves the new poster. Had fun trying to work out where they all are. Some aren't easy to work out. As we, as we just As we just saw. It's true. Um, I remember in the chat, someone had triple spotting where Bran is. He's under John. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I can see him. He's yeah. like Winnie the Daenerys. Yeah, great poster, great teaser, great promos. We're almost there, Cheryl. 11 <gasps> days and we'll be there. We're not ready. Well, I'm ready, but oh, we're God. not ready. Oh, before we go to Song of Josh, really quick. This is for you, Julie Davies. 
I have a steamer I'm going to use to steam out um, the flags, the wrinkly flags, so they're ready for the season. We're so proud of them. All about props today. We got knives, we got beer, we got steamers. And pretty quick, unless we have something else to say, we'll have um, Josh Hill. (laughs) Josh is just a prop, too. Um, He's (laughs) a puppet controlled by me. That's the conspiracy. You heard it here first. That's not actually true. Uh, No, I will see you all next week. Uh, Hopefully, we'll have more exciting things to talk about. I'm sure we will. Uh, And have a great week, everyone. We'll be back in just a minute with A Song of Dan and Josh, our walk through A Song of Ice and Fire. Stick around. Oh, Ned Stark, will you ever learn? Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. I'm Dan Selke, the editor at WinnerIsComing.net, your one-stop shop for all things Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire, and genre fiction in general. We here at Wick love bringing you news, reviews, and editorial content, and we're going to keep doing all that stuff. However, for the especially hardcore among you, we're going to start offering even more. Welcome to the Wick Club. The Wick Club is a Patreon-funded effort to provide fantasy and sci-fi fans with even more Wick content. You can join at several levels. For $1 a month, you can enter into monthly swag giveaways and get to read extra columns. At $4, you'll get to watch extra episodes of Take the Black Lie, our weekly chat show, with topics chosen by you. Please be gentle. And at the Valyrian Steel level, that's $10 a month, you get Wick Club t-shirts and access to a new segment we're calling Drinking and Knowing Things, a monthly live stream where I drink wine and talk with all of you in a free-flowing conversation about Game of Thrones, fantasy, sci-fi, and whatever else comes up after I've had a few. Just to be clear, we're not going to stop doing anything on Wick we already do, and we're hoping to add more stuff anyway. The Wick Club is a way to produce even more content and hopefully to get to know some of you better. You can find links to more information below. We hope to see you in the Wick Clubhouse. Valor Morgulis, bottoms up, and thanks for watching. Welcome back. I'm here with fansider.com's own Josh Hill. Hello, everybody. He says hello. I do. Be polite. Um, here to talk about A Song of Ice and Fire. We walk through every single chapter of George R. R. Martin's as yet unfinished magnum opus. We are currently on A Clash of Kings, the very first ever Theon Greyjoy chapter. Yeah. Joshua. Is that your full name? It is. Joshua, what did you think <laughs> of this chapter? It was a long one. It was a long one. And I think the moral of the story was it kind of sucks to be Theon. <laughs> like, okay. He is a man who thinks he has everything and, it, as it turns out, has basically nothing. He's it, it, here's, here's my thing. A trumped up character. It, uh, how do you mean, trumped up? Trump, in that, both in the literal and the figurative sense, that he is this, he's this character who thinks he's far more important than he actually is. Yeah. And he thinks he's got a lot more coming to him than he actually does. Like he's a, Absolutely. He's an important character, but he's not as important as he thinks he is. Totally. Here's my thing about that. It's, it sucks to be Theon. Mm-hmm. It also sucks to be around Theon. That too. Honest to God, like <laughs> yeah. reading this chapter, he's interesting. I, I love Theon as a character. Theon the person kind of sucks. Oh, not kind of, absolutely Like, really, like, yeah, quite badly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this chapter is the first Theon chapter. It's him. um, uh, Diane asked, we know if there will live stream the premiere tonight. I don't actually know, Diane. Sorry, we'll be on it after I'm done with this. We're live streaming it on Twitter, so. Oh, there you go. On Twitter, Diane. Go to Twitter to see the Game of Thrones live stream premiere red carpet. Um... Okay, so this chapter is Theon's returning to the Iron Islands to talk to, try to convince his dad, Balon Greyjoy, to 
help with Rob's war effort. Yep. Rob's message is give this to my, you give this to your dad. I want him to harass the Lannisters while I fight them on this front. He'll fight them on that front. Mm -hmm. And in return, I'll make your dad a king again. Because we get this whole kind of backstory on the Iron Islands. They once were conquerors. They once were mm, there you go. raiders. There they you once go. were. Let it all yes. out. <laughs> it's good stuff. For the throne. Iron throne beer from Brewery Amgang. Um, you know, they once were this powerful force. And then basically the Targaryens come along. They smack them down. Yep. They send them back to the Iron Islands. They say, you're not a king anymore. We're the king. You're going to obey us. And if you don't, we're going to burn the hell out of you. Mm -hmm. They do it. And it seems like there's this culture on the Iron Islands of hurt about that. It's kind of like the American <laughs> South a little bit. A little bit. Where it's like they're there's still like some residual bitterness about the Civil War ending. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They're a little raw still. I mean, it's been a long time, but yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. They, they hold grudges I mean, down there. It's been a minute since the Iron Islanders were, yeah. were smacked down too. But I, I find it really interesting that when Theon goes to meet his dad, his dad is like belittling him because he thinks he's been turned. He's like, you're not mm -hmm. Ironborn anymore. You're Ned Stark's daughter. Yeah. Like you're dressed up like a whore. He uses like really gendered language, like belittle him. Yeah. It's, it's a machismo culture. Oh yeah. It's where we feel inferior because we were smacked down by the Targaryens. So now we're going to like strut around and preen because we need to feel tough because we're, you know, we, we feel insecure about losing everything back yeah. then. It's like Germany in the 1930s. Totally. Like, absolutely. After, after World War One, I, I like, should have gone with that metaphor. That's a lot safer. Well, I liked your metaphor, too. It was good. <laughs> like, I mean, they're both they're both pretty identical. You know, they both there's a rise sure. like of, cultural embarrassment. Yeah. And there's a rise of nastiness that comes out of that because it's it's hollowed out machismo. It's we need to become tougher, seem tougher than we are because we're making up for the fact that we were just embarrassed in the Civil War the, in World War One for whatever probably proper reasons in World War One and World War Two, <laughs> probably it, proper or in, probably. In, in civil in the Civil War, which again. George R. R. Martin drawing from history. Totally. Is R. R. Martin is the person about who knows before. about this stuff. Yeah, but no, I totally agree. This is absolutely it's, it's, it's yeah. posturing. And that's Theon. I don't know if he necessarily wants to come back to that. Like, he's not, he's a crappy person, but I think deep down he doesn't want to engage in this toxic, basically toxic masculinity of the Ironborn. It's, it's. Yeah, I, I yeah. think you're right. Like, well, we get kind of, I think he's mostly toxic himself for most of the chapter. We get like he hints is, something yeah. else. Like, okay, so let's, so let's go through his yeah. parade. <laughs> let's go down the, uh, so the, the chapter, the first part of it is he's, he's on a boat going to the iron islands. He's, he, you know, he's going to talk to his dad and try to get him to join Rob war effort. He's sleeping with the captain's daughter and he's, he's the worst to her. <laughs> he's rubbing it in his face. Too. He's awful. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so the captain's uncomfortable with it. Yeah. He's, he's, Theon delights in it. He likes it when he's called Lord. Because he can get away with it. Yeah. And it's like, if he can do it, he'll do it. And he treats this girl like crap. Like, you know, she's clearly into him, the captain's daughter. Mm -hmm. And he's saying things like, you know, you'd be lucky to bear my bastard, is basically what he comes to at the end of it. He may get her pregnant. He doesn't really care. He's going to leave. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mind that at all. Um, she wants to go with him. And he's like, ugh, come back to the boat. Um... He, he says, like, horrible things, like, you know, she, she's a little more plump than I usually like, but whatever. A shade, a shade plump for his taste. I wrote it down. He thinks she's stupid, but there's a line that's like, oh, I don't need intellect in my girls. He's, he's, he's awful. It's just terrible stuff. Yeah. 
he he gives this one speech about how back in the old days the ironborn idol taken you for a salt wife which is basically a slave mm-hmm. like they captured women from other areas and just took them back and like harem and like that's that's the good old days to him like which again is completely machismo culture completely cultural oh, embarrassment absolutely, yeah he's a, an aspect of this so he's off he's awful in a lot of ways he's awful but there are these hints you're right that he's that it's all for show, or a lot of it's for show. Yeah, it's learned. It's learned behavior, like the hand that rocks the cradle. Like he's become this because we are seeing absolutely where he comes from. I mean, his dad when he gets back and he's talking to Balon, and he's basically this sexist pig guy who is right. just the most vile, disgusting character you could possibly dream up. And Theon is from that. Like that is Theon's lineage. Like that is what he learned. That is how he learned, and what he thinks is right, and how he should act. So. Right. I, don't know. I mean, he hasn't seen his dad for a long time. He's so, so the end story is, is, is pretty interesting. He's yeah. on the Iron Island, so he was like 10. Mm-hmm. And then Robert, uh, his father rebels against the, the throne, trying to take back the glory days, being a king in the Iron Islands again. You know, the dragons are gone. Might as well try. Uh, Robert, King Robert and Ned Stark smack him down. Mm-hmm. Not with dragons this time, just good old fashioned swords in the face. And um, he's been stewing ever since. And Theon has taken and taken to Winterfell to be raised as a hostage, which is a thing that happened in the medieval age. It's <laughs> so, such a weird thing to think. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's like if... very weird thing to think. If, like, the Obamas just, like, took in Putin's child and just, like, raised him as, like, insurance against a war. That's, like, the basic thing. It's incredibly bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, but it, it 100% happened. And so he's raised half his life with Ned Stark as kind of a fatherish figure. And Theon talks about, like, he never felt like he was part of the Starks. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets along with Rob. He and Rob are buddies. And there's a line that, like, Ned Stark tried to play the parent once in a while. But at the end of the day, they all he always knew, yeah. like, I, I don't really belong here. Yeah. Like, a warden name, a hostage in truth, but no longer. His life was his own again, and nowhere is Stark to be seen. And now, he's going back to his original home, but he, he doesn't really fit in here anymore either. No. Like he's a man without a home. A man without a country. There you go. Or a, uh, a kingdom. A, a kingdom. seven kingdom. <gasps> seven um, kingdoms. There's this bit where he uh, sees this bridge he used to run across as a kid. Like one of those rickety rope bridges hunting <laughs> pike. Yeah. Which is, um, we saw on the show when uh, yep. his Balon dies. Mm-hmm. Also off one. And he was a kid who used to run across it. Now he's, he's, he's terrified of it. It's like, it's, rick- it's terrifying. It's like up a thousand feet. It's rickety. It's over an ocean. It's like, I don't want to, he like has to crawl across it. He, 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 he doesn't quite fit in here either. No. He wears the wrong clothes to meet his father. Like they have this whole thing that if you don't steal the jewels you're wearing off the corpse of a guy you killed, you shouldn't be wearing them, mm-hmm. which is barbaric. Extreme, but and he's just wearing things he just bought with money, and that's <laughs> the proper um, way. Yes, and he's shamed for that. Uh, capitalism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, capital. Uh, I would take capitalism. I mean, any day yeah. of the week, really. But I'll take it over um, this, this Iron Islands method. I would of, take a lot over this. You got to <laughs> kill the guy to get that little flannel shirt you're wearing. Yeah, give me, give me communism over this. <laughs> a, give me anarchy. There's Whatever. a lot Anything of things. Well, that. this is, that's essentially anarchy. So the iron suck. It's, yes, the iron price, as Nicole points out. Take it. It's paying the iron price. The iron price. And there's also this bit about how he makes a friend in the Riverlands. Mm-hmm. I, I forget what his name is. Um, some like son of a lord who's like a Westerosi guy. 
Okay. But the West Rusty guy's father is like, don't talk to him. He's an Iron Islander. Mm-hmm. So it's, he is a complete jag wagon, but he, he does have this very hard road to hoe where he's, yeah. he's not really a Stark. He's not really a Greyjoy. People on both sides of the thing distrust him. So he's like, I'm going to be a swaggering jackass and I'm, I'll try that. See if that works for me. And as we know, it it doesn't work it in work the worst way possible. <laughs> it does not work out at all. But here, so okay. Well, that's the question for you. Did do, 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 do you have sympathy for Theon here? Um, yes, and mostly. I mean, mostly no. Uh, I, I, I think I'm comparing him to what he is on the show, where he is. Sure, like, he becomes where this we know kid. he goes. We know he has a soul at some yes. point. Like, he's not this monstrous character that he comes off as very much so here, where there's very few redeeming qualities right. to Theon as he is in this, in this chapter. So, I, but I felt bad for him in that I see where he comes from. It's the hand that rocks a cradle thing. He's not... Mess- I don't think deep down he is as terrible as all of the other Ironborn. Maybe that's my own naivety, wanting him to break out and have this sort of character arc. And, sure, again, and again, comparing it to the show, where it's like he actually does have that character arc. We actually have some comments on here, but uh, Julie says Theon is a little weasel, which, mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's good. the text supports it. It's fine. It's good. Uh, Jacqueline, Theon's dad, Balon, is a nasty person. Father, I felt sorry for Theon when he met his dad again. Yeah. Which, again, like, y- you can see different things here. Karen, books are amazing. It's true. Uh, Amy says, Theon's a bit of an anti-hero. You root for him on some levels, but on Ooh. others, he's awful. Yeah, most levels. It, I, it is sympathetic. Going back to who said the comment about the dad? Um, that was Jacqueline. Jacqueline? Jacqueline. To Jacqueline's point, um, it is kind of like, I feel, the sympathy comes from, he's kind of doing all of this, both because it's learned behavior, and right. I feel like also he's like, oh, I want daddy to approve. Yeah, like, and he, I mean, he, he And wants... he doesn't get his approval. He's doing all no. these absolutely garbage things, and he still it's doesn't like get his dad's approval. It's not chauvinist enough Yeah, and that's a lot great choice. That's the, <laughs> to the other comment about the, being an antihero, <laughs> that's where the sympathy comes from. It's like, oh, man, you're just a piece of trash, and like, that's not even good enough. Like, <laughs> damn, I feel bad for you. Like, you are just the lowest of the, like, you are going the lowest hanging fruit. As he possibly can. still not, not good enough to impress your dad. I mean, at some level, I, I don't think there's anything he could have done that would have pleased him oh, a lot. No, I think he was determined not to kind of, kind of hate him. And that's the tragedy. He found something. That's the tragedy of Theon. Literally everything Theon does is not good yeah. enough. It ever. sucks. It sucks. Uh, again, I got to what I said the first. It sucks. It sucks being Theon. And <laughs> it, it sucks, sucks being around Theon. It just, just, a just bubble sucks all over suck the place. That is Theon. The character, I think, is really good. Yeah, oh, yeah. But just the, the ex- the experience of the thing is just suckitude. suckitude. Um, and we'll see him try to negotiate this and fail throughout <laughs> this book. It's going to be rough. The, the, the thing is a rough-ass journey, my God. Okay, I, I mentioned this at the start, but um, just some language stuff or just yeah. some description stuff. So I'm going to read Martin's description of the Island of Pike, or the Castle of Pike mm-hmm. in the Iron Islands. The shore was all sharp rocks and glowering cliffs, and the castle seemed one with the rest. Its towers and walls and bridges quarried from the same gray-black stone, wet by the same salt waves, festooned with the same spreading patches of dark green lichen, speckled by the droppings of the same sea birds. Festooned. I know, right? Good word. word. Then we have uh, an image from the actual show. Let's compare that description to what it looks like. (gasps) Eh? Effective? Wow. It's exactly like they saw it was in my mind. Are you just saying that? Or maybe I saw it on the show and I was picturing it. So they did see exactly <laughs> yeah, what was in my true. mind. 
Pitt did a good job. It's it's a yeah. harsh place, the Iron Islands. Mm-hmm. And um, Theon wishes he were a harsher man, but he's 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 not deep inside. Karen yeah. says that he is a cocky wannabe badass, but he learned this lesson that he is a punk, which yes, he will. Okay, what an exhausting chapter. Um, we also meet really quickly uh, Aaron Greyjoy, his mm. priest uncle, who will have a bigger part in the books than he is in the show. He's in the show like super duper, really freaking briefly, but I don't think he's even named. He mentions Euron Greyjoy, which is kind of impressed by. Like this is this is pretty early on. Yeah, like he went show up for a couple of their books and for like three, four more seasons. But uh, Theon's thinking about, um, you know, the fact that he wants to go and uh, get his father's armies to work for Rob. Mm-hmm. And he basically thinks, Euron's not here. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he would disrupt stuff. Um, he doesn't want anything to disrupt, I'm quoting here, his plan, his glory, and in time, his crown. Ooh. Sure, Theon. He thinks the comet is his comet, because of course he does. He's a bit of a printing jackass. Right. I'm like, okay, Theon, whatever. And at the end of it, as you said, nothing is according to plan. What I like about the chapter is that he's a preening jackass, but mm-hmm. George R. R. Martin clearly doesn't see him that way. No. Like, just because he thinks he's, you know, all that and a bag of, you know, lays um, doesn't mean that he's actually nice. not. And the chapter makes it very clear he's not. Yeah. Like, he's disrespected at every single turn. His conception of himself is really at odds with how other people see him. Which, again, is interesting writing. Because, you know, th- th- there are characters in fiction who are just straight preening badasses. Yeah. And the world treats them like that, and they're never interesting. So, no. But I'm perfectly okay with a preening badass who thinks he's great, but is actually, like, a total punk. Oh, yeah. As uh, somebody said. <laughs> I forget. Everybody's talking here. Oh, Karen said. And finally, at the end of the chapter, talking to Lord Balon, he wants him to attack Casterly Rock or Lannisport. Or Balon's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, Balon hungers for a different plum, not so juicy sweet to be sure, yet it hangs there ripe and undefended. What's Balon Greyjoy talking about? What does he want to do? What does Balon Greyjoy want to do? You tell me. Okay, What is I your will. interpretation of this? Well, I mean, you know, I'm not interpreting it. <laughs> as you know literal as it is. Um, Balon, so Theon goes to get Balon to help Rob in his war against Lannisters. Balon's like, Wait, Rob Stark left the North? Let's attack the North! (laughs) That's a great idea. So, again, we're going to see Theon be torn here. He likes Rob. I mean, he was raised by the the Starks. He was raised by both families, I guess. Mm -hmm. He also wanted to lead an army here. So, like, this is his... He's getting poo-pooed again. Where it's like, this is my master plan. And it's like, actually, let's go take Winterfell. (laughs) And he's like, oh, dang it. (laughs) As we know, I'm not sure if you remember from the show, but yeah, I mean, Theon will go on to take Winterfell. Yeah. And then fail at it horribly. Just in the worst possible way. But he does. So that's been So now now Theon's going to be torn further. Mm -hmm. Like, he's literally torn. Like, his adoptive brother doesn't want him to invade the North, and his actual father does. What will he do? Make the wrong choice, obviously. We already know that. Of course he makes the wrong choice. (laughs) He makes the wrong choice. Okay. Anything else you want? And Julie Davis says that Alfie Allen did a great job. He really did. He did. Alfie Allen is like the unsung hero of that show. Yeah. Like, he kills every scene he's in. He never quite broke out Mm -mm. in the way that, like, Kit Harington or Amelia Clark did. But he's really, he's really, really strong. He was in Cody Banks, too, though. Great. He was also in John <laughs> that was Wick before Game of Thrones, though. Good. So that's his breakout. Amelia Clark was in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Cody Banks goes to London. He was in. Um, he was the villain in John Wick. 
He was. Briefly. Right? He wasn't the main villain. He gets killed not. very early on, doesn't he? He was a punk. Yeah. He's a punk in John Wick. Yeah, he gets killed pretty quick. Yeah, well. But he's in it. Good for you, Alfie Allen. Yeah. And uh, any other thoughts on this, John? No. Josh? I don't. Great. You call me John on like a very consistent basis, too. Do I really? I mean, the segment's called Song of Dan and Josh. In my defense. We can change I, it. Come on. This I can go to empty. the courthouse and change it if, you, if it makes it easier. It's not quite there empty. You go. Now it's empty. Oh, my God. That's, oh, my God. That's a lot. Okay. I can't drink all of that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Oh, no. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> Dan. Dan's got something to... I thought there was less in there. Oh, okay. You guessed wrong. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Song uh, of Ice and Fire discussion, more Game of Thrones news, more genre fiction elucidation. And uh, we'll be, before we know it, we'll be watching the uh, final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Adios, everyone. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.